Our scripture reading for today is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 12, 14 to 15, and then Luke chapter 23, verses 32 to 34. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And now from Luke. Two others also, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, For God, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Just that short exchange of words uh, has miraculous power. Um, it has a way of rebuilding relationships. It has a way of rebuilding uh, bridges that maybe before were torn down or, or broken in between individuals. It has a way of uh, making workplaces more tolerable. It has a way of uh, doing the, the initial steps of helping rebuild trust of um, allowing people to um, have conversations that maybe they hadn't had in a long time. Um, and sometimes those words come very quickly after an injury, and then uh, other times we, we have to wait around with them. Um, a little bit longer, they come um, almost too late, but when they come in the end, um, they can be like a, a cool glass of water, refreshing. Um, apologies and forgiveness can be that medicine on an old wound that's just been hurting and irritating us for a long time. And yet we can finally find some peace after a while. Uh, forgiveness is a miraculous, miraculous thing. And we talk about it a lot in the life of the church. Um, however, it's a lot harder than we sometimes make it out to be, isn't it? Um, and in fact, just saying I'm sorry um, doesn't really always uh, meet the mark. Does it? Have any of y'all ever gotten an apology that, that wasn't sincere at all? Did that help at all? No, it makes things worse. Um, it, it makes old wounds fester even more. Um, there's something about apologies or something about forgiveness um, that is more than just the words that we say. Um, we, we actually have to mean it. There's actually got to be something behind it, some extension uh, asking for forgiveness, not just for a wound, but reestablishing a relationship, rebuilding trust that goes uh, beyond just the words that we say, but that we have to actually mean it. And yet apologies or forgiveness um, is something that kind of rolls off our tongue very easily sometimes. Um, sometimes we apologize for things that we don't even know what we did. There's some spouses shaking their heads. Yeah. 
Sometimes we apologize for something that uh, we, we actually know we're going to do again. Those are, those are the ones. So last night, I had the opportunity uh, to go to uh, my very first uh, daddy-daughter dance with Lavender and Wren. Um, and it was in Calera. And, uh, and, and I had to kind of wrap my head around like, okay, what is this night going to look like? How do you, how do you dance with, with two young girls at the same time? Because it's all about fairness, right? And, uh, and so we, uh, we, we kind of planned out our night and thought what we were going to do. And then I thought, you know, at the end of the night, let's go out for drinks, right? After our dancing, let's go out for drinks. And so we stopped at Chick-fil-A and got some milkshakes. And, uh, and we drove home, and it was about 9 o'clock, 9.15 at night. Uh, they're going to have to start getting ready for bed as soon as they walk in the door. And they walk in holding uh, a chocolate milkshake and a strawberry milkshake with whipped cream, cherries on top, and everything. And Julia's like, dude, what are you doing to me? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I wasn't really sorry. I wasn't sorry at all. I'll do that again in a minute, right? And then I was like, all right, you take the kids. I'm going to go to bed because i got to wake up in the morning to do the Lord's work, right? I wasn't sorry in the littlest bit. But there's something about when we're actually asking for forgiveness, uh, there needs to be um, some sort of movement, right? There needs to be something behind the words and the actions. Uh, because we actually deal with forgiveness in a very unique way in our culture, in our relationships, and uh, the way we interact with people in communities and societies. And it's different than the forgiveness that we talk about in Scripture. And, and it's, it's important to make the distinction so that we know about what we're talking about today. Because when we're talking about forgiveness in terms of the way that we relate to each other in communities and, and in our culture, is that's transactional. That's economic. That's when we ask for forgiveness, then what we're doing is we're saying that there needs to be something that makes up for the wound that was made. Whether that's a change in behavior, whether that's promises that will become later, whether that's some way of rebuilding trust of here's how I will make it up to you or uh, ways that we can actually say that this is equivalent to the wound that was made in my life. Whenever we hear a, a politician or a local figure or a celebrity uh, come online and they make an apology for something that they've done, uh, we always wait to see if the actions that follow uh, meet the words, right? Or if they're just empty words. We're, we're looking for some sort of exchange of service to make sure that, that there's value to the wound that was made, to the transgression that was paid for. And yet in the scripture, it's something a little bit different. It's something a little bit harder too. Because Jesus isn't talking about fairness. Jesus isn't talking about an exchange to make sure that, that things are paid for equivalent to the wound. Jesus is talking about a forgiveness that is unconditional and unlimited in every way possible. And it's free and it's poured out upon each and every one of us. And now I want you to do the same thing. And that is hard. That is incredibly hard. And then Jesus tacks on this, this explanation at the end of what we, we've, we've come to be studying as the Lord's Prayer over the last several weeks. Um, he kind of adds a footnote to the end of the prayer uh, as if to say that um, if, if you're an unforgiving person, you're going to find it hard to find forgiveness for yourself. That is tied in our relationship with God because it's tied into our idea of who God is and our relationship with God and the way that it flows into other people as well. 
The forgiveness that Jesus is talking about is based on grace and not fairness. And it requires things from us. It asks things of us that if we just assume that we just simply ask for forgiveness and get it, then we will be grossly disappointed in the way that we experience peace and hope and forgiveness in our own lives. What Jesus is talking about is the forgiveness that you've already received. It requires us to turn our eyes inward and to first look at what we have done in our lives and to take responsibility for the hurts, to take responsibility for the habits, the ways that we have made falling off uh, the right or the left of the way of God, the way that we've broken down relationships, uh, the ways that we have hurt other people even when we didn't mean it. Jesus said, ask forgiveness for those things. And then likewise, begin to forgive others in the same way that I have forgiven you. If we're created to be in the image of God, forgiveness is that very first step of what that looks like lived out in the world. And that's a hard way to live. Because it requires us to let go of some things that mean a lot to us. It requires us to let some people get away with some things that maybe in other ways we feel like they shouldn't. They don't know how much they hurt us or they don't know the damage that was done. But God's forgiveness is deeper than anything we've ever imagined. Because it has a way of transforming the world a way of bringing peace in ways that nothing else possibly will. And it's hard when it's the bigger things that we're trying to find forgiveness for and the harder things when we're trying to extend forgiveness for. That's where the real faith starts to dig in, to say, are we able to do this? Because forgiveness in the divine sense brings us to peace. It means something about our own relationship with God as well. That's not dependent upon the actions or the attitudes of the other people that we're extending forgiveness towards. And that's a harder place to be in our faith. So back when I was a younger pastor and I had much better hair. (laughs) I came to a situation where I had, been, um, I had been out of the office for a couple weeks, and uh, my supervisor at the time, quite some time ago, um, do you ever have where you, you kind of come back into the office, you kind of come back into work, and you've been out for maybe like a week or two, and, and just the energy's a little different? And you're like, something has changed. <laughs> Something's wrong. And I remember going into uh, to my supervisor's office and, uh, and just asking him, like, hey, are, are we okay? You know, is something happened? You know, I, I kind of feel like there's a, maybe a, a, like a weird energy or maybe there's a tension and I'm just, you know, just seeing if there's anything I've done or anything I've said. He's like, no, we're good. It's all good. I was like, okay, it doesn't feel like we're good, but okay. And so I just went about, I just went about my day and went about my week and and, and things just kind of kept building up. And it just felt like there was more tension. It felt like there was more stress. It kind of felt like maybe, you know, responses were a little bit sharper. They were a little bit shorter than, than what you'd usually expect to the point to when everybody else working around us began to pick up on it as well. 
Everybody else could begin to feel the tension. They could feel the, the, the stress of the relationship. And they were like, hey, are you guys good? Is there something going on between you guys? Did something happen? And I was like, man, I don't know. Until finally, I was asked to come into his office and we sat down and talked about something that had been bothering him. Something that I had done uh, weeks before I had even left. I mean, this was, this was pretty old by this point as well. And I was like, man, I wish we had been able to talk about this at the time. But I felt relieved when he told me about what happened because it was nothing more than just a simple misunderstanding of how he wanted me to do things. And, and I was relieved and, and almost jubilant in my reply. I was like, man, I, I appreciate you bringing that up um, because I, I wasn't sure what to do in that moment. Uh, so I just did what I've seen you do. And y'all, that was a wrong answer. <laughs> it just, you could immediately sense just the drop in temperature of the room and just kind of the steeliness and the defensive walls kind of go up and the anger and just the color in his face. Like, like how dare I accuse him of doing this thing that, that has upset him that I do, that I watched him do, right? And, and all of a sudden it was like everything, just, just you reach that point in the conversation that like we are not going to get anywhere good continuing to talk about this, right? To the point to where it was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a break. We're going to take a step back. Uh, we're both going to go home. We're going to cool off. We're going to get a good night's sleep. Come back. We'll talk about it in the morning when we're both calmed down, right? So I went home that night. And do you all think I slept at all? I didn't sleep any bit at all. Just the stress, the frustration, the disappointment, um, the fear that kind of comes, you know, anytime that you have uh, that kind of a falling out with a supervisor or something like that. And, and, and I thought to myself, there's only one thing that I can possibly do in this situation, and that's apologize. I felt pretty good about that. It's a pretty Christian thing to do, right? I'm going to apologize, and I'm going to ask for forgiveness, and then everything is going to be a-okay, right? So I go in in the morning. We sit down, and, and I apologize to him. I apologize what I said and, you know, that I did not mean anything by it. I apologize about what I did and, you know, just had a misunderstanding about how I was supposed to act. But now I know that this is how he would like for me to do this thing. And, uh, and so I kind of wrapped up my, my good apology that I've been stressing about and thinking about all night long. And then I was waiting for him to say something, and he said, okay, now you can go. I was like, oh, man. I didn't get my apology. I didn't get any acknowledgement of, of what he did to me or how he went off on me or how I felt about it. And man, I left that office feeling 10 times worse than when I came in. And that just continued to eat at me. That just continued to create a wedge in our relationship. That continued to create a wedge. And uh, y'all, I questioned even whether I wanted to be a pastor anymore. Like this was a very hard time in my ministry because I was like, man, I don't know what to do in this case. And the reality was, is it wasn't going to get any better by talking about it or confronting it anymore because he moved on. But it kept eating at me. And it kept bothering me and I kept carrying that around for a long time until I realized that I was punishing myself. That I was carrying that weight around on myself. And so forgiveness in this instance didn't mean uh, that all of a sudden I was just going to pretend that I wasn't hurt, just pretend that I didn't have any difficulty in the, the workplace or anything like that. Forgiveness for me was like, I need to take a step towards peace. I need to take small chunks out of that rock and that burden and that stress that I'm carrying around and slowly start chipping them away as faithfully as I can until I can start to have some peace and move on with my own ministry 
in my own life because I was at peace with the way that I had handled things. I was at peace with the way that I had done and my intentions throughout the whole process. And if that's all that I can do in that moment, then I have to be willing to be able to try to move on as hard as that can be in that time. And that's the smallest possible example of what it looks like to exercise forgiveness even when it hurts. But Jesus gives us the hardest, biggest example. In the scripture that Vandana read from the Gospel of Luke, we have Jesus in the process of his own execution, of his crucifixion, staring out upon all the people that have cried out for him to be crucified and beaten and humiliated and hung up for all to see as an example of what's all that is wrong in this world. Jesus looked on them that were actively killing him and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Where he could have looked out with anger, when he could have looked out with wrath, when he could have looked out in all the sort of emotions that swirl in that moment that we can possibly imagine Jesus was feeling, Jesus saw love. And he saw the hurt and he saw the shame and he saw the pain that each of them were going through, that each and every one of us go through and realized by them crucifying him on that cross, we were crucifying ourselves on that cross. We were condemning ourselves in the effort to condemn Jesus. And Jesus in that moment saw the hurt and saw the wound that we were causing ourselves and asked for God to forgive us. Now that's a hard forgiveness. But it's the perfect model of how far God wants this forgiveness to go. It's easy for us to forgive somebody that cuts us off in traffic or moves to the front of the line in the supermarket when we've only got a couple things behind them, right? But when there's deep hurts and wounds, Jesus says, my grace and my forgiveness applies even more deeply in those moments because the need for peace and transformation, because what if Jesus saw in that moment on the cross was the seeds of a salvation and a hope that was unlike anything else in this world, knowing that the grace and the love and the kingdom of God that was going to come from that moment was going to provide a way for all of us to come to know the peace and the life of God to know salvation and hope. Forgiveness is one of the hardest things we wrestle with as scriptures, and yet we talk about it as if it's one of the easiest things. And so when Jesus talks about forgiveness, he puts it in the heart of this prayer that he taught his disciples and his followers, and he took that prayer and he put it right in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount to say, here's my teaching, and I wish you knew it more than anything else, because these are the words and these are the things you're going to need more than anything. And yet have peace and know that God's forgiveness for us is rich and deep and endless. May we go forth and begin to pour out a taste and a touch of that forgiveness for the world. And so in whatever relationship you bump into this week, in whatever situation you find that you either need to ask for forgiveness or extend a little bit, Choose forgiveness. It is the best place to start. Will you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, we do give you thanks. 
God, we give you thanks because you began forgiving us before we ever knew we needed it. God, you poured out your life for us before we ever even knew that you had been planning to give it for us. You showed up for us before we ever even expected you. And so allow us to live in the image that you've given us. To pour ourselves out through grace that is endless, that is deep and wide. And that allows relationships to be restored, allows communities to be changed, allows old hurts uh, to be addressed. That allows us to find peace so that others might find peace and light in this world as well. As much as you have forgiven us, allow us to forgive others. As we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen.